Come on. Hello, dear listener. Before we get into today's show, quick ask. If you find value in today's show or you've gotten value out of a previous show, please leave us a quick five-star review. Be super grateful. Thanks a lot. Welcome to Money Savage, Savage Approach Personal Finance. This is George Grombacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, the strong and powerful Lisa Messina. Lisa, are you ready to do this? George, let's do it. Excellent. Let's do this. Lisa is a CFA. She is the principal of Messina Associates. She's a thought leader in retirement security, and she was the founding executive director at Oregon Saves. I'm excited to have you on. Lisa, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Awesome. I will. So I'll start with the personal side. Uh, I have lived on both coasts, but I'm from the Northwest, and I currently live in a little town called Westland, Oregon, outside of Portland. I have a lovely commercial carpenter husband and a teenage son uh, who is 16 going into his junior year in the pandemic. Mm. So we're all working to figure out what that will be like. Um, On the work side, as you mentioned, I work in what I think of as the retirement savings innovation or retirement security space with uh, the, the firm belief that um, people can make their lives better by having more savings. And uh, I like to joke, I've spent my career in financial services for a very long time. Uh, I won't say how long my career has been, but it's been very, very long. Um, and uh, I, I like to joke that now I, I still enjoy working with people. I just now want to work with people that don't have any money. So. <laughs> <laughs> because I think we all can and we all should. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. And and I, I, I agree wholeheartedly that I think that life is better when we have a little bit of money. And I certainly want to help people become financially prosperous. But in order to do that, you need to get financially secure. And I think that's really what we're talking about. Absolutely. When you and I were chatting for a minute uh, just before this and talking about the little things, and I think for a, you know, for a secure re- future, it, it could include retirement, but it doesn't, that's not always what we're talking about. But for a secure future, it's really, it is all about the little things and it's about taking those steps now. And uh, the space that I'm working in currently is a space that helps people get started if they, you know, if they haven't been in circumstances that help them get started prior to this. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. And it's, such a fascinating thing that I think that we all intellectually know and understand that that we should be probably saving money. We should be exercising more frequently. We should be eating healthier. But the classic behavior gap says, I know that, but then what I do is totally different. So in terms of of money and saving money, particularly for retirement, um, what are some of those factors that are keeping people from doing that? Yeah. Well, I think I'll start on the other side of that, which is, you know, think about yourself and think of, you know, those of you who are listening, just think about your own circumstances. What was it that got you started in the first place? Hmm. And for most people, what gets them started in the first place, especially when we talk about something like retirement, which, you know, particularly when you begin working, that is so far in the future. You're just not, you know, it's not very immediate. It doesn't seem important right now. Um, for most people, what gets them started is they go to work for an employer who has a 401k plan or some other kind of retirement savings plan, and they get 
uh, encouraged to join or or if they're in a you know with an employer who's using best practices they get automatically enrolled into that program so they're scooped up they're saving in a place that feels pretty comfortable they know folks are are um, looking after the program and their money so and you know and I think there's a lot of things that reinforce that you're on the right track if you're in those circumstances if you flip that, and you know, by the way, if you're the person in those circumstances, it's pretty easy to feel like everybody else is in the same place you are. Everybody else is working for an employer that offers a retirement plan. Everybody else is saving and on track and in a good place. Um, but the fact is, if you flip that the other direction, oftentimes, you know, what keeps people from saving is they've gone to work for an employer who, for a lot of reasons, and even many good reasons, doesn't offer a retirement plan. And so they don't get that encouragement. They're not thinking about it right now. And if they, when they do start thinking about it, it feels pretty complicated to go out and try and figure out, well, what am I supposed to be doing? And how do I pick from the zillions and zillions of choices that are available? And how do I know I'm doing the right thing? That's such a, I think that that's such an important thing that if you're in a culture that where that culture, if you're in an environment where the culture is, we save money because we have this 401k and then our employer is really looking out for us and they're maybe even putting money in on our behalf then more people are probably going to be doing it versus the flip side and the same inertia exists of we don't do that. We're, 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 you know, it's not available and we don't have a culture of it all. Um, I think that that that's so true. Um, and yeah, I can remember even a couple of years into my financial services career still being, you know, not really understanding mutual funds and how certainly how it all fit together. So it took me a long time for that to sink in. So for the average ordinary people out there are just trying to make heads and tails of everything. It's, it, it's, it's very hard. Yeah. You know what? I was there too, George. Um, I can remember the first time I got offered a 401k plan at work. I'll admit that was back in the mid 1980s. And uh, I just, I didn't get it. It's like, what you want me to put my own money away for the future. And you're telling me you're going to give it back to me. Right. I just didn't get it. And, uh, and yet when I turn around now, that 401k plan is my single largest asset, hmm. right? So even though I started a little bit later than I could have, or maybe should have, even though I didn't really know perfectly what I was doing, at least I got started and it made a huge difference. Um, and again, just, uh, the flip side of that, what we're seeing is that if you look around the country, anywhere between probably 35 and as high as 50%, but I'll be conservative and I'll say 35 to 40% of people are not covered in retirement plans at work. And so uh, you've got states, for example, looking in this and thinking, mm, what's going to happen to us if all these folks retire without retirement savings? Because there are some interesting numbers, you know, back to this idea of best practices. So one of them is that if you don't have a retirement plan offered to you at work, one out of 15 people figure it out. They find a place to go. They find someone to work with, um, and they they do in fact start savings. Um, if your plan has automatic enrollment, you're also 20 times more likely to participate. So, those are a couple of key figures in terms of you know the, just the number of people who are are likely to be included or likely not to be included, depending on what's readily available and right in front of you. Got it. So that was a that's a, a statistic that one in 15 that only one in 15 people, if they don't have a retirement plan at work, will actually go and, and figure it out on their own. So that's not, 
that is not uh, those are not promising numbers. And if people don't save, then I mean, then either you're going to continue to work until you literally die, or you're going to be, um, I, I suppose, reliant on the state or, or the, the the federal government to take care of us. Yeah, yeah. So it's a couple things. And and by the way, I've had people tell me that. I don't know if you've had people tell you this. They're kind of they're always joking, but you know it's true. I've had more than one person tell me, yeah, you know, I don't have anything saved. Um, I'm going to die on the job. Mm-hmm. And you know, usually they're kind of laughing about it, but. Um, you know that life would be improved if they weren't thinking that way. And and I've also known plenty of people who wanted to continue working, but for one reason or another, weren't able to continue working past a certain age and found themselves in a pinch. So, you know, what that, what that actually means for us just as Americans and then even state by state is um, a number of states have studied this very, very closely. And I'll use two examples. Um, I think the most recent one is Colorado. They studied the the cost of doing nothing in the state of Colorado, took a look at where people would be from a retirement readiness standpoint and, and what it would cost the state in terms of social services. And um, over the next 15 years, they calculated that it was going to cost the state, which by the way means taxpayers, uh, $10 billion. Uh, there was, it was $10 billion of fiscal impact in Colorado over the next 15 years, just um, because a large chunk of the population isn't in position to save and isn't saving for retirement. Uh, Pennsylvania did something similar a couple of years back and their number was bigger, about $14 billion. So states are looking at this and, you know, it's like no one ever wants to raise taxes, right? Uh, So states are looking at this and thinking, wow, we see this coming. What can we do to encourage more savings or put people in better footing so that um, this tax bill doesn't come due to you know each of us as uh, state taxpayers? Yeah, these are just realities. So, all right. So many states. In fact, I think the probably the majority now. And you were, as I mentioned at the top, you were the executive director of Oregon Saves, and I I think that you were you were the first, if not one of the first states to put in place uh, some kind of a retirement savings plan. And is that now, what is the current state of states? Yes. (laughs) The current state of states is that uh, states continue to move forward in this space. And maybe I'll just stop and take a moment to describe what Oregon Saves and some of the similar programs are. So basically, um, I I like to describe it as a kind of a nice marriage between a 401k and an IRA, where the state makes the um, savings program available. The uh, savings account is an IRA, but the structure around it looks like a 401k where you have an investment menu, uh, you can use tools like automatic enrollment, automatic escalation, and the way it comes to folks is if you're an employer in Oregon, I'll use us as an example. If you're an employer in Oregon and you don't offer a plan, uh, you're actually required to facilitate the Oregon Saves program. So you can do anything you want to. You can offer any plan you want to. But if you want to do really what I'll say is the very simplest thing, you simply facilitate Oregon Saves. And what that means is your workforce gets automatically enrolled, uh, saving into the program into their own individual IRA accounts. Everybody has the ability, so I as a worker, I can opt out if I don't, if this is not something I wanna do. So I keep my free free will, um, but I, I have the ability to get automatically enrolled. 
start saving into my IRA account. And if I go from employer to employer, which oftentimes happens for folks, that account follows me. So it stays with me and not with the employer. And so that's what these um, state, uh, this, this particular version is called an auto IRA program, automatic enrollment into this IRA savings program. And uh, that's what Oregon is doing. Uh, Illinois has a program that's also live. California has a program that's live. Maryland is going to be uh, going live with their program shortly. Same for Connecticut. I mentioned Colorado. They did a lot of uh, excellent study work last year, 2019, and, and concluded it this year, 2020, and then passed a bill uh, authorizing an auto IRA program for the state. So states are not taking a passive approach. They're looking and really trying to think about, uh, you know, what what productive, logical things put people on a better footing to uh, take care of themselves for the future. And some of that, I'll just say, by the way, just like we talked about in terms of, uh, you know, eating vegetables or exercising more, some of that has to do with uh, having celery sticks laying around and your running shoes in front of your, mm. you know, in front of your bed. So in this particular case, it's, it's really just putting in front of people an opportunity to save for retirement at work on a payroll deduction basis. It's just making it easier for people to put their own money away. Yeah, I think putting people in position to be successful is uh, is, is, is is definitely a key to that. So is there some data now on on a program like like Oregon Saves on on how it's how it's being utilized? There is. Um, so a couple of things that we know and, and this, by the way, obviously, the pandemic is super challenging for everybody. But one of the things I've been pleased to see across actually Oregon, Illinois and California is that all of the programs have continued to grow even as you know the times have been challenging so that means that people that have access to these are continuing to save in fact um, you may have seen around the country there have been spikes in savings as people have been a little bit less active outside the house not spending as much money outside the house yeah. actually putting more money away um, so anyway, that's been one of the cool things that we've observed across the programs is you definitely saw um, some spikes in withdrawals, um, especially you know early on. I think there were a little bit of a spike in, I want to say, um, the month of March and then a spike again maybe in May. Um, and that was people needing the money. So the good news is when, you know, even though this was retirement savings, you've got folks for whom these accounts also serve as emergency savings. And so, um, you know, when they found themselves in an emergency rather than getting, you know, booted out of their lodging or other things that can happen, um, you know, they had a place that they could go. So there were some withdrawals, but the net big picture is people continue to save and they're saving significantly. So I wanna say across the three programs, just taking a quick look here, but across the three programs, uh, as of June 30, nearly $90 million had been saved. And I think you could make a case and that $90 million was saved by over 150,000 people in three states. And one of the states, California, is still really just getting started. So 
a lot of that was um, in Oregon and Illinois with California just getting be, just beginning to get going. Uh, so anyway, long story short, I think you could easily make the argument that you know that ninety million dollars for those hundred and fifty thousand people wouldn't be there without the states making it again kind of easier for that to happen at work. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that. Has there, uh, there's always going to be pushback, but have, have there been primary sort of like, um, sort of key bones to pick that people say yeah. this is, this is not appropriate or what, what, what did the what did the detract detractors say? <laughs> well, uh, my favorite moment actually was when I was at a rodeo in Oregon uh, a few years back, and I mentioned to someone what I did. They just looked at me and said, "Why is the state getting involved in that?" Mm. Um, so yes, I would say you know there are folks who think who feel strongly actually that we as Americans ought to be able to figure this out for ourselves, and we don't need help, and uh, you know just take care of yourself. Um, and I think, I think the other side of that is in fact, um, and, and you've obviously worked in the financial services world yourself, right? It can be complicated. Uh, we have the ability to make it easy and to, again, let people save their own money for their own future. That feels like a good investment to me. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. And I mean, the $10 billion number that Colorado has put together, the $14 billion number from Pennsylvania, yeah. that, that, that to me, I mean, I am as fiercely independent as, you know, as, as much so as anybody. And I want the government to stay out of my stuff and everybody to stay out of my stuff as, 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 as much as anybody. That being said, if people are not taking care of themselves and not doing this, well, then there is going to be an intervention of some kind is going to be needed. Um, so yeah, tell the guy yeah. at the rodeo to, uh, to, 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 to pull it together. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate, you know, there, there are different perspectives and I absolutely appreciate that. I think, um, you know, as a, you know, as a U.S. citizen, as an Oregonian, as a taxpayer, um, I really like the idea of, again, people being able to save their own money for their own retirement. And, um, I really like the idea of not having to foot that bill for someone who, for some, you know, some, some mitigatable reasons, I'm not using a good word, but you know, you know, if there's an opportunity to not have it happen and it's pretty easy, let's take the pretty easy route for that not to happen and and just allow people to be in a better position later. Amen. I love it. Well, Lisa, Savage Nation is ready for your difference making tip. What do you have for them? All right, so this is probably not going to be a surprising difference-making <laughs> tip, but uh, whoever you are, wherever you are, find a way to save a little bit more money today. If you're still trying to figure it out, take a look at the state around you because there may be something either available or coming. Check with your employer. If your employer is offering a plan and you're not in it yet, make sure you get in it. And, you know, I know the pandemic is super challenging for people, but, um, you know, it's also a good reminder that we need our nest eggs. And so, you know, if you can find a way to sock something away uh, a little bit more, uh, and it only takes a little bit, uh, a little bit more is a good idea. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets a come on. Come on. Yeah, get started. Start doing a little bit more. I think that that's excellent. Well, Lisa, thank you for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? How can they get engaged with you? 
I'm super easy to find in a couple of different places. I have to say this. I I think my website might have the world's longest name, <laughs> but it is MessinaAssociates.com. So M-A-S-S-E-N-A Associates.com. Uh, you can also find me on LinkedIn and I'm on social. I'm on Twitter at uh, Lisa Messina, although I'm not a huge social person. I'm a medium social person <laughs> down there as well. I love it. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Lisa your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to MessinaAssociates.com. Find her on LinkedIn as well as Twitter. And I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Lisa. Awesome. Thank you so much, George. Great to talk with you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right.